Welcome to episode 14 of the original marketing podcast. It's one of my favorite numbers, I think. 14, yeah. yeah. It's luckier than 13. It's double sevens. And a half. I think I was playing the only time I played roulette. That was the only like single number I chose and I hit it. The first time I picked it. Wait, time out. You just picked 14. I just picked 14 the first time ever like putting it down on one number and it hit. What? Yeah. That would be my and I went number. into it thinking it was a lucky number. That's not why I thought it was a lucky yeah. number. Have you done that since? Like, if I I would now like you know I go into usually when I go to a casino, now when I like gamble, I do like you know like twenty bucks on black or something, and that's kind of like how I start. Yeah. I haven't played roulette since, but I'm going to Vegas this weekend. What are you doing there? Uh, baby shower, my cousin. So I don't think you're gonna be on the strip a lot. Well, I'm, I'm golfing while okay. the the shower's yeah. happening because <laughs> all the ladies are going to the shower, like and then that. we might find our way to a casino get lost yeah staying at my cousins he lives in henderson so we're not like too close Understood. but it should be fun that is exciting nascar is going on so that's gonna be a crowd have you been when the rodeo's there no it's got to be the same crowd but i was looking at hotels <laughs> i was trying to like oh let's say on the strip let's say in a hotel and prices were just insane what are we talking insane like well there Caesar, weren't a lot Caesar's of rooms. palace scale what was 750 that's insane. Yeah. Because you can do Caesar's Palace. Oh, Holiday like Inn under was 200. like 120, 150 for like sketchy Holiday Inn. Off strip. Off strip. So Dang. NASCAR brings out the brings people. Out the people. I, yeah. They, I, you know, I believe NASCAR is the most attended sporting like event throughout the year. I bet. Yeah, huge I mean, it's crowds. a culture I've never been in, but even as a kid, I just knew NASCAR was massive. Yeah, it's still big does well they only turn left yeah but yeah i bet you vegas gonna be nuts i've done it when they do the big rodeo that'd be fun it's a different crowd but i bet you they there's some crossover definitely some overlap on the venn diagram of nascar and rodeo anything fun this weekend dude it was a weekend it was from 8 a.m saturday until 10 p.m last night non-stop Sign me not up from I mean, I got to see my grandparents for my grandma's 88th birthday. In so case that you're was listening. Grandma was awesome. a great time. Yeah. Mima, happy birthday. It's actually today. <laughs> OK, we went up Saturday. So some special things, but haircuts, family photos, dinner and aunt and uncles dropping off flowers for my wife's co-worker in oh, the morning. You were like booked it was non dropping off the pizza oven saturday to my uncle's house for the sunday pizza party so it was one of those weird things where like monday is easier than the weekend for sure right now yeah i tried to have <laughs> you know what i mean like you're like looking forward to work yeah. <laughs> like this how you gotta grind you we watched uh, 13 lives <laughs> what's that it's the movie about the cave rescue oh it was really good elon did everything right yeah <laughs> no so how did they paint that because you know like how did they play that side of the story? No, they didn't play that at all. Okay, really? Which is, it was really refreshing because I was talking to our coworker, Michael, who lives in the UK, and I, I recommended it to him because the two main divers were British. Okay. And I feel like if Hollywood would have made the movie and it wasn't a true story, it would have been like USA saves the day. You know? We obviously did, right? No. <sighs> the US was represented and they were like brought in for comms. So there was like two soldiers like on big walkie talkies and doing comms the whole time. But these two British divers were monsters, the most badass people. Really? Of the century. Okay. What's this one called? 13 lives. 13 lives. Where Netflix? Uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. 
I had to go through my list. I was, like, was going to get that. No, it was Amazon. <laughs> but no, I actually didn't want to watch it because well. I was like, oh, I, I know the story. Yeah, it's always hard like when it's like, you know, it's like a documentary about Hitler. It's like, well, he dies in the bunker. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what happens, but it was it was really good. Really? Yeah. So put it okay. on the list. 13, 13 lives. lives. I'm going to add it to my list. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Busy weekend. Busy, busy weekend. What about you? Well, I mean. I mean, I, I follow you on Instagram. No, I know I what caught happened, the fish of my life. Yeah, he caught the fish of his life. So for those that don't know, I, after, you know, I do my little day job and I put the kids down and I hang out with the wife. A lot of times I take a bath. It's later. And I just grind out fishing videos. You fish in the bath? No, I learn. Okay. I'm like, I'm going through like. You got the little magnet for your, that your son has. <laughs> You're just like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm more learning the knowledge and information of how to catch fish. And I'm usually watching a YouTube video or reading a fishing report or mm-hmm. like studying the maps and learning where all the areas are. Just getting myself like trying to get a lifetime of fishing knowledge into my brain as quickly as possible yeah and then i got a new boat because i had a smaller boat and i couldn't get out to the big fish it was a 20-foot boat and i could get to like catalina but i couldn't really get past catalina and i couldn't really get down into more like the san diego mexico waters and when it was windy it didn't go too well yeah i mean we had a moment we've been on the boat where instead of taking an hour to get across the channel it took three and a half hours yeah we would have been drier if we swam. Like I'm talking, this was as wet as you could humanly it get. It was us on a 20 foot boat and cargo ships. Yes, that was it. I was spitting water out as I was like, <laughs> and it didn't get bad till halfway. And it was just, we went forward and I was just spitting out water. Boat did great. I actually just sold that boat. Nice. Yeah. Made money on it. You sold the car yet? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. I sold everything. Yeah, there it was you go. great. It was a great week last week for that. Nice. Sold the car for 62. Good. Which we were looking at 629. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right there in range. And then sold the boat for $8,000 more than I bought it for five years later. There you go. Great economy right now for. Kind of pays for the gap on the car. You yeah. Know, I know you want it closer to 70. Yeah. So, so I mean, it all balances out. It all balanced out. And then. The fish, I mean, it was a big fish. Can we pull up the fish? I, mean, I, think, I just want to make sure the listeners get to appreciate this fish. There it is. So that's the monster. Oh, man. You could have just Googled biggest bluefin <laughs> ever caught. Oh, it my god! I know. I did call it three weeks ago when we were at lunch. Remember that? I yeah. I told you I was going to catch a big yeah. one. I didn't caught anything all summer, by the way. Like, literally, I'm a professional at driving my boat throwing my line in the water and pulling up nothing. And this time I got something. So that's crazy. That's why they call it fishing. Not that's catching. a unit. Yeah. Got a post on Reddit. Absolute unit. Absolute. I posted units. my uncle. There was a bear in my cousin's backyard in Aspen. Yeah. And I see this photo and it was so big. So I posted it on Reddit. Absolute unit. And it got like over a hundred thousand views. Really? It was crazy. Oh, that's people epic. were commenting all over it. You know, Reddit, they're yeah. like, is that like a black bear or grizzly? And someone's like, well, black bears have a spot actually, on their well, shoulder actually. where the skin's exposed. <laughs> they're talking about like black bears haven't been seen in Aspen since 1979. So no, it's <laughs> not a black. It's funny to read the comments, oh. but yeah, you should post it there. I shouldn't. You know, this fish actually never existed in our local waters until we just recently, um, I believe it was 2005 or 2007, we had El Nino. 
And when El Nino, it pushed and changed the migratory patterns of the bluefin. And when they got pushed up here, they never left. We used to have albacore. And now the albacore are so far offshore that we can't get them unless we go up to Oregon. But we got bluefin. So these fish are now like in our waters. And I guess it happens like every 15 to 17 years. So this was unheard of. Like you could not have caught a bluefin until only uh, like I think uh, seven years ago is when it showed up. Yeah, 2015, 2016. That was it right there. That's crazy. was one of the strongest of the last 145 years. And that El Nino completely changed our local fishing environment. And we now have these massive sport fish that you used to travel the world to get. Yeah, someone told me they saw a sea turtle at Doheny. And I was like, no way. We don't have sea turtles. But it must be because of that. Or not must be. It could be something else. No, but yes. There's been serious migratory pattern change from El Nino. Because I probably stopped surfing a ton around that time. So I never saw a sea turtle ever surfing growing up. And so when someone told me that, I'm like, there's no way. I've spent so many hours in the ocean and I've never seen one. But it could have been post 2015. Yeah. So the whole podcast crew. Learn something new every day. They're going to get some bluefin tuna meat. And you know we're gonna have some fun, Brady. I gotta get you out there, get the whole crew out there. Oh, yeah, maybe catch some fish soon. So it was uh it was awesome. It was That's a great, awesome. it was a great, great uh weekend. And I still feels like a dream. I've been working so hard. Like every weekend I'm fishing, every night I'm studying, and I finally you know pulled it off and on my own boat with my own rod and reel. Paid a captain to help me find them. Felt really good. As a lesson to everybody watching, pay people for their expertise. There's nothing that can fast forward you more. If you're struggling with something in your marketing, don't hire a generic marketer. Hire a specialist. Hire someone who's niched. Like the guy, the captain I hired, I didn't hire a fishing captain. I hired the guy who's known for bluefin. Yeah. And he taught me how to catch bluefin. And by the way, it was really simple. Once I saw what he did, it was obvious. But sometimes you need someone to take the complex or the unknown and just make it simple for you. And what an awesome use of your time and money when you're really committed to something is to just pay for expert insights in a very specific niched way. Yep. I agree. So cool. I'm going to hire a plumber next time I have a problem. Yeah. Because I'll probably cost myself more money trying to do it. Oh, you definitely will. It's <laughs> a perfect example. Well, let's talk advertising jealousy, Brady. Yeah. You're starting us today. Okay. Who do you got? So I got Susan. <laughs> I love how all these ads have names that we don't really know the name, but now that you know it, like. Even in the background of the ad, she works at Susan and Susan. Susan, but it's a it's a Zillow ad um, that I think does a good job at channeling the inner thought process when dealing with the house, whether it's selling it or buying it. And I thought it was funny. You know, I like these funny ads. Okay, listen up. Selling our place, buying this place. Thoughts. Negative me. No. Shouldn't have started with you. Spontaneous me. Already ordering drapes. Paranoid me. Why are you asking me? Antisocial me! Wow, I'm rude. Uh, lazy me? Lazy, lazy me. me! We gotta sell our place, sort out finances? <laughs> uh, stressed me. <gasps> wow, okay. Uh, does anybody have anything helpful, helpful me? Hi, um, we don't need to stress about lining it all up. Zillow can help with that. And that's why you're my favorite me. I thought I was your favorite me. Oh, you totally are, gullible me. 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 Me.
me, me. <laughs> so I liked it. That's One reason great. why I like it is because I tried to find like a story on it, but I really think it's inspired by Inside Out, which, which is my out. favorite Pixar movie. I haven't seen it. It's about it's like childhood development, but the premise is it goes into this girl's brain as she's like moving to a new city as a kid. Mm-hmm. And the characters are all like core emotions. Oh. So Joy's the main character and there's like sadness and anger. And so I think it was, it was inspired by that. Okay. And it's one of my favorite movies, but I think it's realistic. Which one did you say was you? Well, Everyone has all of them. <laughs> Which one was the one you read? You said Lazy Me? Was that the one? No. Finances? I thought you said all oh, fine. I thought this was the lady was like. No, I was calling out. Oh, sorry. That's what I the it. details of the commercial is there's a lady who walks in late and that's like late me. Oh. So there's some Understood. like I was reading the comments. Sorry, of the I thought YouTube when video. it said lazy me, I, no. I was like, damn, I mean, <laughs> Brady, I didn't really see you like that. But maybe with your homes, you know, you're like finance. No, there's definitely some things I <laughs> I put off. Um, oh, don't prioritization is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Don't we all put stuff off? But no, I, I thought it was awesome. good. I thought it was realistic. I think the only way I think it could be better is actual like home buying examples. Like what Lazy Me did was like, oh, finances, like that's going to be hard. Like I think Anxiety Me could have actually said something related to housing. Well, actually, it's something. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. you know you know, does someone just die in there? Like, and like Zillow might give that information or whatever. So I, I thought they could have tied oh, it. Oh yeah. Or like, we like uh, worrying me. It's like, is the home in good schools and, or something? Yeah. Like is that. the drainage going to be good or yeah. Is it, what's the flooding rating or something like that? Is it going to flood? So I thought they could have maybe tied their reactions and still been really funny. They did a good job though. When they showed the app with the four categories. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. I think it was buy, sell, rent. And what was the fourth loan? I think it was loan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I try to catch them all. But, but the I mean it the woman's like very independent in the decision too. Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. And so it gave her like ownership yeah, on a big thing for their relationship or family is dealing with the house. And so I think everyone going through this process, like it's a crazy process. Especially now, right? Home values are dipping, interest rates are going up. You don't want to be on the wrong side of it. But if you're stuck in between, you need to get into the game. And so, yeah, it's a nasty time for a lot of people, and it's cool to see them, I think, humanize it Mm. and to show that it's okay to be lazy, anxious, uh, checked out, whatever. Because I think we all – I know I go through those phases of, like, I'm really committed to buying a house, and you kind of lose a couple offers, and you're like, ah, it's not really for me. You kind of get a little apathetic. Yeah, you get beat up a little bit. And then the anxiety is always there with the yep. market and is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Did I time it right? Is my you interest know rate the right one? Yeah. My right. buddy got 2%. Why am I paying five? Oh, I freaked out about my interest rate and yeah. it is now in looking back. You're, you look like a genius. Yeah. But at the time I was like, well, my dad just refied for, you know, point oh two percent lower like is should we really lock it in here yeah like i was freaking out the whole time everyone does that though right because it's trying to time the unknown which is really hard to do but what i love about the ad to your point is it creates a human buying experience how do they brand zillow during the funny part could you tell it was zillow so like can you go back scarlet for me and just go into i want to i'm curious about this so when they talk about buying the house zillow is tossed up on the screen let me, yeah, let me, okay, so let me just kind of – let's play that one more time. I, now I want to look at for the Zillow part in the humor and see how they did it. Okay, listen up. Selling our place 
buying this place. Thoughts? Negative First me. One the no. Yeah. I'm just gonna start it with you. Spontaneous me. Already ordering drapes. Paranoid me. Why are you asking me? Antisocial me. Wow, I'm rude. Uh, lazy me. Lazy, lazy me. me. We gotta sell our place, sort out finances. Uh, uh, stressed me. Uh, wow, okay. Uh, does anybody have anything helpful, helpful me? Hi, um, we don't need to stress about lining it all up. Zillow can help with that. And that's why Bro, you're my so favorite me. I thought I was your favorite me. Oh, you told Go back, I just wanna break down the ad a little bit. So, uh, about what, 30 seconds in? Yep. Then you mentioned Zillow for the first time. Yep, and it's tied to helpful me. Yeah, that's smart. I wish, I think, on that first tv screen they could add zillow because maybe someone doesn't catch that yeah it just shows like atlanta so i don't know why they yeah. wouldn't have zillow because she's talking about selling her house correct so i, on I don't know why because if she i think they do zillow on the first tv that could have been a little subtle maybe one of the women well they don't know about zillow yet i guess so maybe she wouldn't have but they have it on the other tv but because she naturally to buy a new house found it on zillow so it's kind of just showing like well you should show you can sell it on zillow if you finish the ad with buy sell rent loans yeah but they don't know about zillow yet like helpful me introduces zillow as a solution yeah and but so, zillow's on the tv at a, one second in but that's because she was looking for a house to buy and it happens to be on zillow right i could see this going down in like a meeting about Jesus, it Jesus, i'm having a like, meeting right now we should have it up there and then i come in and say I well disagree, technically Brady. i think we should have zillow and we gotta get I it's not listed yet so it's impossible for that to be Zillow yet because she makes a decision after this whole thing to then hit the sell button. And now it would be on Zillow. But in this point in the timeline, it shouldn't be on Zillow yet. Because she hasn't decided. Because they haven't decided to use Zillow to sell it in the first place. I and think so the whole thing Zillow would implode it. if it was Zillow up there. But she's buying it. No, she's selling the one on the right. Yes. And she's buying the one on the left. I know. And so it makes sense that the one on the left is already on Zillow because that current owner is using Zillow. Can you sell homes on Zillow? Yeah, you can list your your home is listed on Zillow, Redfin. It pulls from the MLS. That's what I'm pointing out. But she hasn't listed her house yet. So okay, that's why it's just a photo with Atlanta. With story, though. I'm just saying you like story accuracy is more important than product placement. It's kind of, I guess, where I'm getting stuck. I don't. Okay. No, I but. I do. I'm just You're trying just to the unpack like the reason yeah. why in the creative process they probably talked about having Zillow branding. You there. know, right? There's someone from Zillow listening to this podcast right now. Like, yes, I know. I told them it had to be Zillow. Like, <laughs> uh, but it, I like the details. Susan and Susan is the company name, and and the late me coming in late without even like introducing. They're us all wearing me. blue, and all the colors of blue match the Zillow blue. So that's some of the stuff I like. Like, notice yeah. the cup is blue and the notebooks blue. Yep. I think these little things matter. I wish, see that iPad or something else? I wish there was more subtlety of the Zillow website mm -hmm. integrated on the technology that's being used yeah. other than just the two TVs. Yeah, and the technology overlay, I was thinking that too, is like, can you show the platform right. during some of this? And that's tough. I know Adobe, they have a Billie Eilish series. Okay. And they initially had it to where there was no product overlay. Okay. And I actually talked to the Adobe marketing team about it what did they say they said they were like working on different tests and they like understood my point of view because it was supposed to represent like photoshop and lightroom and their products and it was billy eilish like changing outfits in the mirror and so they added later on an overlay of like i the, like her music by the way yeah it's fire he's great 
but they added like a dotted line around her as the background was changing and it just looked cheesy like i don't think they got it so they had the idea of like okay we need to integrate a bit more of like the interface that people know to connect the dots and it just wasn't done well so i think it's tough to do but i definitely agree well, i think the videos i'm going to show in mine they crush product placement oh yeah and that's kind of why i'm like in this one it is really good i don't think i can the say comments it. are good too i like now going when i yeah. find these on youtube i go down to the comments oh, and that's so how i learned about late me is someone like mentioned that detail but people are saying they love the ad they want to see more of it I think Did anyone were. else notice late me walking in during the meeting? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I even, I didn't catch that naturally. So I like going through the comments to see just how people react to the ad. Oh, the receptionist. Let's go see that again. I want to see that it's Susan as the receptionist. Go up. Let's grab this real quick. To the very top, like to the video. I think they're that's calling. That's not Susan. No, they're calling out that it's Susan and Susan at the desk. Yeah, but it should be Susan as the receptionist. Actually, I agree with that comment. Like, that'd be even funnier. See that lady in the background? That should also be Susan. Yeah. Is that not Susan? I don't think that's I, Susan. That's the different hair color. But, yeah, it's a great ad, Brady. I love it. It's definitely inspiring. I think they, because you could have been corny or cheesy, and frankly, there's no nothing corny or cheesy about the ad. It's just genuinely hilarious. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, what it does for, you know, with gender roles in our society, overlapping more than they ever have before like yeah. i felt like it was communicating to women about like the i mean me as well like i said all of those emotions and thoughts were relatable yeah but you know women are so good at decision making yeah but on something of this size i think historically like this decision was maybe handed off to the man of the house yeah right? i think that's changed a lot lately, i think though. that's changed a ton i think yeah. this ad channels that really well yeah and i'm curious like how many households maybe you know the male in the household was the one owning this process and an ad like this can get the woman of the household on the phone on zillow and being like hey i think women own a lot more of the zillow discovery process these days than men to be honest i think the men might get more involved in the mortgage process and in the closing process and maybe the final decision yeah. But I would argue women have taken over so much more of the discovery process. And they're probably the ones at night at dinner while they're eating being like, hey, you know, have you like logged onto our account? I have a bunch saved in the favorites. Any ones that you like? I could totally see women dominating the discovery process of the home. Mm -hmm. And then more, I would say the current general roles are still the male maybe making the final decision or doing the mortgage yeah. or doing maybe the financing. But I would say women, it's no longer like the male chooses the home. I would argue women are choosing a lot of the homes right now. And this is a really good ad because I think like I know my wife. I mean, she's always like if I tell her, hey, I'm targeting. I want to target this region. Right. It's like mm -hmm. I might say, hey, baby, like what's we have some money. I would like to make an investment in this area. Here's kind of what I'm looking at. Or do you find any like? And then she loves going through Zillow and just like finding all the good ones and favoriting them. And I feel like we have a good team like mm -hmm. that. But I would argue like. Women are really, really good at that kind of feed discovery. Ironically, it's a lot like social media almost, I feel like, these days. Buying a home because there's like a feed. When you put yeah. it in list mode, you're like in a feed and you're kind of scrolling and you're discovering. And like, I'll have my like map wrong. And she'll be like, dude, you're missing all those areas. And she'll come in and she'll fix my map or something. So I would say like women are, I would say, taking over this process. Yeah, I think you, it, yeah. it like piggybacks on 
that movement in society and then like behind the scenes like if you do work through zillow like list it like you go through the sell process yeah, you list sure. your house like yeah. they then you get your agent through zillow and if you get your agent through zillow like zillow will blast you out as a lead and then agents will capture it but they then have to pay zillow a cut of their commission mm. when the lead is given through zillow so it, it kind of like it's, they, a up, it's a way for up and coming agents to get their kind of self established. yeah so I, I think like just having that as a call to action on like the sell button and listing on Zillow that just ties directly into the revenue. If they get more people like owning the process through Zillow and loans. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't know if they have mortgage. I just know through a friend who like, that's how his wife got started was working the Zillow leads. And so I was asking about like, you know, what kind of, I know she pays the brokerage, right. But like, what does Zillow take? And were they taken? I, I don't know the exact oh. percent, but it's pretty, no, it's awesome. It's pretty big. It's a great ad. And I think it, it, I think it's very accurate. I do think women are completely owning the discovery process now on Zillow and because they're frankly better at it. <laughs> yeah. And it's exciting to see an ad. I think that I feel like if you look at the comments, it's mostly women too. And I thought it was interesting to see like a lot of the ladies are like relating like mm -hmm. me af, this is me. Like, this is it. This is stressed me. And I think they crushed that. Like yep. it was super relatable. So love it. Um, let's go to mine real quick if we can. Yo, Martha, I didn't know you was into this. You mean smoking a turkey? It's simple with my Bic Easy Reach Lighter. It's perfect for hard to reach places. Ooh. You know, this big Easy Reach <laughs> Lighter would be good for lighting... Candles? It sure is. And it helps keep my fingers away from the flame. We should try this big Easy Reach Lighter with our favorite activity. You mean... The ultimate night. The ultimate food. And the ultimate lighter. Big Easy oh. Reach, the ultimate lighter for candles, grills, and more. <laughs> okay, so I think we showed last week or two weeks ago the Snoop Dogg Andy Samberg combo Corona. with Corona. Yeah. And they, oh, hip hop real quick. They stink compared to Martha and Snoop and the Bic. Like the fit of I mean, those. The, the trifecta is perfect. It, it's perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's perfect. It's the perfect ad because think of your Bic. You kind of know what a lot of your lighters are used for, especially with the legalization of weed. I mean, Biden, I think last week made Was it talking federal federal. Right. So I think anyone who got caught with mm -hmm. minor possession is being let out of jail, which is bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Um, right. People are locked up for something that's legal now. It's, it's crazy. crazy. So yeah. excited for that. But. I mean, if you're Bic and you can't say we're the best product for smoking weed, but you want people to buy more of your products and mm -hmm. you know what one of your larger use cases is, if you had like a circle and like a chart, what percent of the pie do you think is going to weed for Bic? I mean, cigarettes, weed, yeah, I was going to say maybe just smoking in general. Yeah, smoking in general, 70. 70. Yeah. Maybe even like 70 on the lower end now that I say it out loud. Yeah, I don't think people are using a lot of Bic lighters for their, ironically, for their. Because a lot of people have the fireplace. actual long yeah, household correct. lighter, yeah. which I think I saw on YouTube or Reddit. Like when you open it up, it's an actual like small lighter encased in the big one. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was awesome. So I love that one. Now let's go to the next one because they do the whole series on it. And I want to show you this one too. Hey, Martha, pass me that big, easy reach lighter. In that bowl. Bowl of strawberries. 
Thanks. This is perfect for hard-to-reach places. And it helps keep your fingers away from the flame. Whoa. Do I smell? That's right. Fondue time. Big Easy Reach, the ultimate lighter. Perfect for candles, grills, and so much more. Candles, grills, and more. I love that. It's just so clever. It fits so perfect. The world has needed this product. I love it. There's nothing else I can say. It's just literally the perfect ad. I think the product's perfect, too. Yeah, the product is like, perfect. That's such I'm, a big part of it. I'm curious, you know, the margin. Like, if they just have better margins on that style of lighter. Because... To the point earlier, like, you know, 70% of those, whether it's the little mini Bics or, you know, just Bic lighters are used for probably smoking. Yeah. And then I think the longer one is used mostly in the household for the candles and stuff. And so they might be taking bad margins on that and better margins with this new one. And then for the smoking, I wonder just financially if they just make more money on that lighter to where I think this ad is massive. Because I, I was lighting candles at my grandma's birthday and I almost burnt my finger off. It's so annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. It was like a bad lighter too. And yeah, the tilt and the deep candles. The deep candles are terrible. It just fries that top yeah, part of your Probably phone. have like a callus from, from doing that. So I just think the product in general is brilliant. And then the delivery on advertising it, it it's it's perfect. It's the perfect fit. They've it, already built up this is. brand together. It's not like it was random. Like Martha Stewart and Snoop, like they're already a brand together. And so, I mean, good on Bic. It probably cost them a ton of money because that brand. Martha's not cheap. Has a ton that. of value already, but I think it was worth it. I think it was amazing. And I think there's another angle on why they did it. So if 70% smoke and 50% lose their lighters every time. Yeah. What do you do about the 50% that don't lose their lighters and they've got four or five Bics laying around the house? How do you get them to buy another lighter? How long does it last? Like a lighter doesn't, they're pretty small. I don't smoke like much. Like I don't smoke cigarettes and I don't like smoke weed like just turkey on a lighter. Yeah, yeah. just talking turkey. So I would say, but my, I haven't had my long house lighter runs out faster. Mm. Cause it is the small lighter in the house lighter. Like the big yellow or like red handle ones. Yeah. It's just, a, it's the same. They just stick an end on a it. smaller lighter inside. And then it's just a longer tube for the gas and flame to go through. And this is somewhere in between. So I would say sometimes Brady people, they organizations design products for incremental sales. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think they have obviously a large segment of their audience that if they had two options would pay what, how much more do you need them to pay for it to be worth it? 35 cents, 75 cents. Let's look that up, Scarlett. What's the easy reach lighter uh, cost versus a normal Bic lighter? Yeah, I'm curious. Because that that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that might is, drive some of our combo. And then we probably won't know the difference in making it, but it's only that one metal piece on top. Okay. Oh. Whoa, you can get whoa. the Snoop lighter. Not only that, but they're like, okay, so three for 10. They're all different brandings, so they make them kind of cool. They're not cheap. Not at all. What's okay. the normal, What's the, the mini, the, they have the mini ones. Okay, so let's see, just classic. Which, the classic, yeah, play the hits. Okay, let me see. What was your, back when I was really into um, candles, 
that the really light blue mini one was really yeah, you did have a big cool candle. lighter for candles. Yeah, candles are great, man. Yeah. I think we've all gone through our candles phase. Mm -hmm. Um, if we could see, so let's just look at like a apples apples. So let's go a twelve pack. So twelve pack is thirteen seventy four. How much is a easy reach twelve pack? Wasn't that easy reach individual 10, 11 bucks? Or is that a three pack? No, there's six pack. Go up for me, please. If we go to find a 12 pack, do they have a 12 pack? Oh, they don't sell kicks. Okay, so then give me apples out. Let's go back and find a six pack so I can just kind of see the. <laughs> do we not have a. It's not like a 30 pack of lighters. I know. Okay, go to page two. Let's see if there's a six pack on page two, Scarlet. We're going to do math. Pack, All right, I'm breaking pack. it out. Let's do the math, but they got to have unit economics that are different every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. So we got, let's say, 13.74 divided by 12. Yep. So we got $1.14 a unit. And then let's go over Brady. Tell me what these ones are. Um, Let's do our closest one. So let's go off the six pack. Okay, right like, there. Am I doing plane. the calculator? You have your phone out. Already. All right. All right. I'll do it. Yeah. Seven, so I got 1.145. I just don't want to forget. Okay. I and got then, that. Okay. Divided by 2.99, almost 3. 1.145 versus 2.99. They're almost charging triple. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that's like what? Colors? A, no, not even a metal. I guess, yeah, the themed ones, right? But I think they have a ton of on the classic lighters. They have all these. I'm sure you can yeah. get a Snoop Dogg classic. They're just adding that metal tube. And it looks like the it's not the wheel mechanism. It's that push down, which is also. I love the push down so you don't get that um, weird callus on your thumb. Yeah. When it's like wet out and you're like, oh, it's raining and you're trying to get the thing to go. I, I don't know. It's a beautiful ad. They're charging almost 3x. 3x more probably cost them barely nothing. 25 cents. More to yeah. make. Like yeah. Maybe 10% more to manufacture. Yeah. 3x more to sell. So that's why I think it's worth advertising is because I'm sure they're the just, they have way better margins on this product. And the, I mean, the product makes sense too. It's not like yeah, it does, you know. Oh man, that was so funny. I'm gonna get this. Like you legit think, like, yeah, this is perfect. This is no, it's a better version of a lighter. It's yeah. true lighter innovation. Didn't think we'd see it here in 2022, but here we are. Here we we are innovating are. lighters. Are still, I love it. Well, that's advertising jealousy, and I am 1,000 percent jealous of that big yes. campaign because it's amazing. Yeah, market this. I think this might be both of our favorite segment. Maybe it's just my favorite segment. Yeah, I like, I like it. Well, I, we need to talk more marketing because we just dive in. Well, we've talked about it. We dive into the business model, and it's because that means like that's what you market in the first place. Bro, I'm so trying to make my job easier over here. A ton you of time there. You don't think deeper holes in the trays with guarded arm rails aren't going to be do my marketing for me no i i that's why we spend time there so <laughs> we just want everyone to know we're talking marketing when we talk business model and product yes and for an important reason as a professional marketer how easy is it to do marketing when the product ain't marketable it's terrible it's impossible it feels uh, dirty like i literally tell our sales team if we can't be successful don't close the deal because some people are not ready for performance marketing. Yeah. And I want to make sure everybody understands we as marketers, we're really not that impactful. And I mean that in the most, like I've dedicated mm -hmm. my life to this, but we are not more impactful than a good product. We're just not. Yeah. We're not more impactful than sales. We're codependent. If sales 
doesn't monetize the leads we bring, we we fail. If product is undesirable, we fail. If customer service is poor and we can't retain accounts, we fail. As marketers, we are not that important, but without us, there isn't the opportunity for everything else to shine. Mm -hmm. And so I think we fit squarely in a world of pure codependence. And that's why when we do market this, I'm so passionate about decreasing as much of my codependency as possible by making the product or service intrinsically marketable. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, we see the extremes is to your point, if it's a bad product and if you hold yourself accountable to revenue as a marketer, it's not going to work. I like the last part. What'd you say there? When you hold yourself accountable to revenue as a marketer. That part's important because everybody likes to you think- can take a bad product <laughs> and you can drive traffic to the site. Yes, you can. You can get a lot of people, maybe even to add it to the cart. Preach, Brady. You can get leads in for them to call. Preach. But the revenue doesn't happen until they buy or they become your customer. And that's where the product matters. And that's why we focus so much on it. I think the other side is when we deal with, at least in our space, is the developer founder of a technology product. That's cool because the product is there. And if you meet with this if developer close for a couple weekends, you will know like this is incredible. This is going to change the world. But it is not translated through marketing. And so that's where it's not just the product that is where the marketing comes in because we've seen that we've seen yep. the developer started tech companies you're where, a savage for this one no i don't think so like <laughs> i you learn about the product and when you're learning it one-on-one through meetings with people you're like oh my gosh yes, this if, is incredible if you have six or seven hours and, and then you, you go to the website and you're like what the hell is this no and that's i think it's translating a product from an engineer who built it and knows it like the back of their mm-hmm. hand to a consumer who's never heard of it before and intrinsically, the product is now desirable to them from how it's framed, positions, advertised, articulated, priced. Like pricing is such a big part of marketing. Outcomes, jobs to be done. Why do you exist, right? Like if your product or service disappeared tomorrow, who would cry mm-hmm. and what would they cry about? And if you don't have that type of emotion, that's fine. But it's a good metaphor to help you understand yeah. like, why does your product or service need to exist in the world now? And that drives product and marketing is like that type of mindset. Yeah. And that's what we want to do on this show. So with that being said, Brady, you said you wanted to do like a motel, like crappy old run down motel mm-hmm. and market it and fix it. And so I knew about one in Newport Beach on PCH. In one of the best fishing spots in, or uh, surfing spots in California. Good yep. fishing too, but one of the best surfing spots in the area. You got some coffee shops around it. You got markets, liquor stores, surf shops. You're like in the heart of true Newport Beach. Yeah, right off the peninsula. So yeah. you could do all that scene if you want. And it's called the Pine <laughs> Knot Motel. Let's look at some of their Yelp reviews just it so we know terrible. where we're starting. In such prime real estate too. This place doesn't even deserve one star. Take heed to the prior reviews. Even though they might be old, this place doesn't even deserve to be called a dive. It's filthy and disgusting, not to mention the manager or owner is the rudest person I've ever met. Meet, but I'll I'll help you out. Do yourself a favor and don't waste your time or money on this place. The $70 room rate is cheapest in town for a reason. This place needs to be contempt. Yeah. I mean, I could have told you all that just from the street view. (laughs) Just from the Google Maps view. You're like, yeah, 
but yeah so i originally wanted to do because i i we think about what we both enjoy and experience yep. so that's probably why we talk about an airline right we travel we think about it we care about it yeah and so with traveling also comes the hotel but didn't want to do like how are we going to market the saint regis or yeah, the aria and we have airbnb out there and so i thought right in the middle yep. is a motel and so my mindset going into this is like how do you make it a place someone wants to stay even if they live a mile away because i've been so coca-cola this was inspired by they, they had okay. this like sign in their building like we need to design a bottle to where whether you're holding it in the dark of night or it's shattered on the ground you know it's a coca-cola bottle so they had this kind of like philosophical oh. vision statement i like that to then go design the bottle so i've been kind of trying to work that into even my day-to-day -day, whether it's building a proposal for a client or doing a marketing campaign so that. that's kind of my slogan for this one. It's like, it's a place to stay, even if you live a mile away. And I think if you accomplish that, that then gets people to stay there when they're traveling from Australia or Europe or a couple states away. I think if you accomplish that mission, yeah, it does the rest is history. So if we're going to get people from a mile away to stay at our motel, remember, we got to keep it a motel. Yeah. So it needs to be affordable. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to park your car in front of your room. But, I mean, Palm Strings is full of these, like the V and Palm Strings. Yeah, that, I, I was kind of thinking that, too. They have those refurbished. Yeah. So, can you put the V since I failed on the San Clemente one? I forget what it's called now. But the V Hotel uh, Palm Springs. There it is. Yeah. They do a great job. Is this of, one with all the colors? No. No, that's a different one. But go to Sonder. This one? Yeah, go to their website. Yeah. And I'll show you. So, see how it's still motels? See how those are classic mm -hmm. motels, mm -hmm. pool in the middle. But you add some nice furniture. Yeah, all the outdoor furniture is modern. It's a vibe. You polish the concrete. You add a nice Black little lobby. Black trim and white paint. Black trim, white paint. couple little cabanas you can overcharge for. You got lobster on the menu. You got a nice little eating area. But you still have motel rooms. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what you're thinking? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Because, yeah, look at the rooms. They're still basic. The walls are thin as paper. You still got the wall-mounted AC. You still have – it's still a motel, but you're charging 285 a night instead of 75 mm -hmm. a night, and you've got, like, a really great experience. Yep. I think we have to, like, know we're competing against Airbnb. So I think, yeah. like, self-check-in could be a thing. Okay, so this one has that. So it's Like, on the lock on the door is, like – by your phone yeah i don't that. love it i'm gonna be honest with you but you miss some experience with there's it. no there's no check-in in the lobby mm. you just download the app and then they give you your room key and then the room key is like a code that's mm -hmm. delivered to you privately on your app but i there's a part of the hotel experience i enjoy with checking in and like being able to talk to someone get my room right get my room key because the app didn't work perfect and that's the problem mm-hmm is I ended up having to then go to the lobby area yeah. and then get someone who wasn't a receptionist mm -hmm. to try to help me. So that part okay. is like, I don't know if we want to be, Too... I think we want to be tech enabled without becoming hospitality. Yeah. Less we don't centric. want to sacrifice like, Oh, no one is here to help me answer any questions. I like a lobby bar. If I'm going to be yeah. at a motel, oh, we're going to have a lobby. Okay. Bar. I just want to make tell you where okay, I want food and drink there. Yep. So people can still come in at night. Maybe the kitchen's closed mm -hmm. wherever they were and they can still order something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was thinking like e-bike rentals, things like that. 
So when you know you're staying there, you know you have access to at additional cost, but you can rent e-bikes. I don't know if you plan your reservations as you book the room. It then shows the top restaurants with availability during your stay, and you can book your reservations and just plan a plan a weekend trip. I love that. Just through booking the hotel in the first place, like a super seventy three partnership, so everybody gets electric bikes. Like I think there's a discount code to buy your own. Stuff like that, I think, could be really cool. But I think your vision statement's too broad, Brady. If I can challenge it a little okay. bit, okay. Because well, this is kind of the point is for it to be pretty broad. But let's let's. Well, I I don't like broad. You know me. Yeah. I like marketing specific. I don't like marketing broad because I think if everyone's your audience, no one's your audience. So if anyone could stay there, even if they're a mile away, we might be too broad. Do we want to have a theme for this motel so you and I get a better ROI in the short term, have to do less marketing, and can be known for something? Mm-hmm. Do we want to be a place where surfers go? So if you're maybe out of state, out of town, and I know you also want it to be local, and I think we'll still get that. But do we want to maybe do a surfing theme so that we're like a surf resort for people who want to surf 54th and 56th and walk across mm-hmm. the street? What's your take on that? Yeah. No, I definitely think – it needs to have a theme like that. Okay, because I just think it's in Surf Mecca. It's like 54th and 56th yeah. Street because I drive by there all the time. I can walk to. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden you and I are running Facebook ads to people who make over X amount of money and follow these surfing pages or Surfline or like to surf. Now I feel like we have a slightly more targeted persona. We're going to have higher ad resonance. We're going to get better ROI on our campaigns. Right? You want to talk more marketing on these shows. That's yeah. kind of where my head's at is like, or we go a little broader, so left surfaces theme, but maybe we go into like 30-something, like married, no kids. Yeah, I'm thinking like Hawaii chic, Ooh, you know, some okay. like modern Hawaii vibes because that's something where, you know, okay, we can't go to Hawaii for the weekend, but there's this motel down the street. And now we're really talking like this is we're taking over this Pine Knot Hotel, like yeah. it's located in Newport. Yep. The local people in that area probably want to travel to Hawaii. Correct. And so I think that would be why I would make that decision. And it still aligns with the surfers. It right? totally aligns with the surfers in that culture. But you can also, like, I think if we could add something for the women, specifically, maybe a spa. Yeah. Or just some angle, maybe... I don't know. I think the spa would probably be a good starting point. Well, I think even just the aesthetics. Like we go, yeah. like when my wife and I went to San Diego, we went to a hotel's coffee shop because she just liked the design, the interior design they of do the a shop. Good job yeah, just like this at this yeah. bar. And so I do think that plays into that as well. It's just the interior design and the theme. And I like personally the kind of modern Hawaii theme, not like old school Hawaii, but still having like the wicker rattan ceiling fan. Yes. I think that could totally play in here because you could still do modern materials. You could still do white on black, but then do a better job with that. Now, if you go back, I think that gym's bad. I think we could do a better job right there. I think today's customer does want a nice gym. Mm-hmm. And I think we could do something more creative where we don't have a gym like this. I think we could do yoga classes on the sand. I think we could do things yeah. that I like to always like my marketing. I want to be only things that I can do with my marketing. There's not many people who could do yoga classes on the sand Mm -hmm. as part of their marketing. And I think you can sell like wellness. So for the women, you could sell wellness. So you could have like smoothie bar. 
You could have yoga, spa. You could kind of sell wellness. And for the men, you could sell activities. You could do like sailboat partnerships in the Newport Harbor. You could do surfing. So you could sell that. You could sell fishing charters. Mm -hmm. Like here's three different charters that you can go fishing on out of Newport Beach. So I think you could take the Newport Beach lifestyle where you have Duffy boats, fishing, surfing. You have that, let's say, on the activity side. And then the other part of the Newport Beach lifestyle is wellness. Like the women of Newport Beach are very health and workout Mm -hmm. exercise centric. And I think if you kind of allowed someone to live like they were from Newport for like even two or three days, you could sell the experience and ironically get them out of the motel. Do you know what I mean? To a certain extent. But it's still like the hotel is the nucleus. Yes. Like you yes. found all of those experiences yes. through the place you're spending the night. Because that's what my experience is. When we go on vacation, our hotel has become the place we sleep at night. And mm. that is it. Yeah. Whenever we travel, we make our own plans. It's all on Yelp. We sleep at the hotel. We don't even talk to the people at the front. Like, hey, where would you recommend yeah, going you- to dinner? Like we just head out and we sleep there and that's it. And so yeah. I feel like I'm overpaying because I know in the price of the room, it is like all the things they are doing. Yeah. Underneath the Four Seasons and like that level of hotel, there's a big gap on the concierge side. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're staying at like a five star, I think you get that concierge and you get those partnerships, you get those connections, you get those activities, those excursions. But if you're just staying, let's say at the Marriott or even a Kimpton or even like Mm -hmm. a four star. It's like the airlines. It's been really the experience has been neutered, whittled down to almost nothing. Yeah. It's like you need a seat in a plane to get somewhere. So you're going to fly with us or you need a place to sleep at night while you're here. You're going to book a room. I like that. And they kind of get away with it. We can be a gateway to Newport. In other words, like when you come to our motel. You have arrived at the destination. But then we help you experience the Mm -hmm. destination. Yeah, I wonder, like, even on the website, if some type of personality quiz or like a quiz you take and it just sets up packages for you. Yeah, we don't necessarily have to monetize it so much as it's what we just introduce you to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there could be some kickbacks from. Yeah, if they book a reservation through the hotel, some affiliate type program. But I don't think that would be our moneymaker. No, I think be, no. It'd be part of the experience we're trying yeah, to create. Like they're helping us by yeah. connecting their surf lesson availability to our website. Like that's a benefit to us. Yeah. So I think I'd want be... three of each. I think one of the problems I have with hotels, if we get real about it for a second. Yeah, three of what? Three of each options. I always feel like Oh when yeah. I or else to... it's forced. It's like, oh yes. cool, they're paying each other. So yes. I guess like this restaurant, who knows if it's good. I always feel like that when I go to a hotel. Yeah. I'm like, what rest what what kind of great restaurants do you have? And they're like, well, we obviously have our lo- a restaurant here in the lobby. I'm like, yeah, I see it. I saw <laughs> and then they'll be like, and we have this one that's great. They don't go like, oh, I want Italian. Here's three Italian. Oh, I want Mediterranean. Here are three Mediterranean. Mm. I feel like if we had it, we'd have three different Duffy boat rentals. We'd have three different surf coaches. We'd have three different fishing charters. We'd have three different like ebook, like e-bike rentals, like maybe a map too, like a like a bike map where you could do a harbor ride or you could do a ride up to Huntington. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's so much creativity when you really think about what if the motel was just the place you slept. And we created the experience. Yeah. But because of the motel, 
you also have the experience. I right. think that's the gap to close. Yeah, because who for under $100 a night gets their vacation plan for them? So what yeah. if you see what I'm saying? Because it's still, we can keep it under $100 a night, but done for you vacation. Mm-hmm. What about families, Brady? Because, you know, one of the, I'm running into a problem when I travel where I have to do Airbnbs because I have three kids under three. Yep. And I want it to be a vacation, not a family trip. And if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Going on a vacation with your kids is not usually a vacation. It's a family trip. And if you don't have a ton of money, family trips are really hard. You have to either stay with a family friend because they have multiple rooms. You got to get an Airbnb. But it's nice sometimes to be in a hotel. You know what I mean? It's nice to have your sheets done for you. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have that kind of hotel, motel experience. What do you think about us doing maybe like a couple like having like family block with adjoining rooms where you, for 200 bucks a night you could have two rooms? Yeah. I feel like that would be really special for some like families to have like a low income family or medium income family because that's who we're targeting with our motel. Mm-hmm. Could have a vacation in Newport with their kids. Everything kind of planned out like we're talking about. But like I feel like that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And I think without like – uh couple without kids going there and thinking like oh gosh there's tons of kids here are we gonna like enjoy our style of vacation yeah i think you could totally do both because the motel has less amenities and it's more cheaper room done right very safe i think we'd have to have security like on premise to make sure it doesn't have that seedy motel feel but instead Mm -hmm. that kind of more new school hip feel you know yeah I think thicker walls, exponentially thicker proofing, walls, so noise proofing, not like Irvine company offices. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to work right next to Garrett and I we just heard everything we said. I'm used to being. Oh, come on. I'm pretty quiet. I'm not. I, I'm I scream in me. I, I think it's because I don't hear too well as is. And then I oh. put headphones in. I feel so bad for my neighbors. I, yelling I have a 7 a.m. meeting and I have a swamp cooler when it's hot out so like my window's kind of open i'm probably heard by everyone on my street oh you're that guy i'm that guy i'm just i yell i can't hear myself so shoot see that's why we do need the noise canceling proofing of the walls what else should we be aware of that could hurt us right so we want to we're going to remodel this pine knot motel we're going to have really great partnerships we're going to have health and wellness for the women we're going to have activities for the men not to gender role but something similar like that so everybody kind of could find something they enjoy. We don't have a lot of property, so we're gonna have to do it via partnerships. Mm-hmm. We need our room. Beds need to be nice. What do you think about like um like a purple mattress partnership or yeah, something like when that? When we talked about yeah. furniture, yeah, we talked about like what if I, I know we talked about IKEA, but if IKEA sponsored like rooms, mm-hmm. I definitely. So I think that's kind of a common theme right now I that we're agree. talking about is partnerships. Yeah, partnerships. And I love the idea of partnerships, even in tech. I love seeing more, you know, these two big brands are partnering together on this feature or solution. So our rooms, let's say, are done by Ikea. And then we would give each person a kind of takeaway. That was like a one card that had all the prices of everything in their room. So if they loved something, they could be like, oh, honey, this is only 49 bucks. And we love this lamp. This would go great at our house. Yeah. That could be QR cool. code just pops up a, a micro store with everything in your room. And it could be different per room. Like, yeah, it's not like every room has to be the same. But I think leveraging those partnerships 
is big because it probably saves money on the furniture, right? I'm sure that's part of the partnership. Is we we'll could have like two discount. room types, right? We could have a more expensive room that was restoration hardware. And we could have a somewhat more affordable room that was IKEA, and then you could choose which room you want mm-hmm. to stay in. Do you know how you kind of have like hotels? You have like master ocean view, and then you have like master jungle view, and then you have master yeah. Have, yeah. We could you have got a parking lot view. Yeah, we have all parking lot views, but with different furniture in the rooms for different prices via different partnerships. Mm-hmm. I think that could be really creative. Yeah, how do you? Because I know view is a big part of it. Like, what do we do about the view? Oh, great point. Go back to the photo. I think I have an idea for us. Rooftops. So each mm. of these, we could do a rooftop patio on. We're not obstructing anyone's view. So see the roof. The they got to be thick ceilings. Yes, correct. But we could put little patios on the top of each of these. They do that at Pismo Beach. They do it in Newport, too, frankly. All the individual homes yeah. have like a third floor, like a kind of. Um, Private, too. Like would each yeah. guest have their own. Yeah. That's cool. Private. I think we could do it not that terribly expensive and give everybody their own private patio. And with walls, you know, between the two, yeah, like a traditional, yeah, that would be really special. To your point earlier, like, what could we do? I think I probably make each one taller from the front of this thing Mm -hmm. to the end. Oh, tear it up, tear it up, so everybody's got a view. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I I think this would be really fun. I mean, the location is so prime. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like this is what has existed there. I know in one of the articles it said it's getting shut down. And turn into a like a homeless shelter, I think. No, it's gonna get rebuilt to a motel, I think. Oh, really? I follow this woman in Newport who does interior design. She's phenomenally talented, and I watch all her stuff. And she put the reason I knew about this for the show was she put that finally someone new is taking it over, and she got selected, I think, to do the remodel. Oh, nice. And so, someone's got our idea, unfortunately. But no, I mean, there's probably so many motels out there with this potential. And even going back to like the V1, like if you really look at the structure, it's pretty much like it is the same, (laughs) the same. But the way that you just use these accents to bolster it up, like even the king room, queen room, to my point earlier. Yeah. The interior design and then just even standing up a design based like accent wall in the front. They had some big top to bottom with like a cool. Yeah almost tile design on it. It's just so cool how these accents, you can keep the same structure. You don't have to just bulldoze the motel down. You can keep it. You can keep it. But the accents just upgrade it to an insane level. Fresh paint, fresh carpet, fresh walls, couple, a little bit better customer service, a little bit of an investment into the experience, a little bit of better outdoor furniture, add a DJ on Saturday and Sunday. You want to get people from a mile away to come? If you put a DJ in that pool in Newport Beach and you were the only place in town with a pool party, because there's no pool scene in Newport. And if you did a pool party there, I mean, there is a way to get the locals to stay there, to your point earlier, to get people from out of town to travel in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would crush. It just needs proper ownership, positioning, and marketing. And darn it, we're the people to do it. The bar is going to make money, too. If we go with the Hawaiian theme, we can sell some kind of classy tiki based drinks like a walk-up bar where you could like walk up into the motel so if you were on pch and you were just walking yeah it's kind of like a hole in the wall for locals so you don't have to stay there but it's definitely like let's get let's end our night here yes to get drinks you could crush this could absolutely crush it just needs a little bit of 
TLC. Yep. I mean, you saw it with the V, right? They're only charging 55, 60 bucks a night over there for that. I mean, that's a beautiful, yeah. that's why I stayed there when I was starting this company. I had no money. So I would take Myra. We would go here on the weekend. You could go all the time. And you spend double of that at the bar and yeah. they're making their money. But it's a motel, right? You're young. You're out wanting to do experiences. You're not living in the room. You're not there to work. You're there for the weekend. You mm. enjoy yourself. We had a couple family dynamics, some partnerships, some experiences. I love this, Brady. And I think it's such a – it shows how once you have the location or once you have the product or once you have the service offering, now it's time to kind of sex it up, I guess, to a certain extent and make it desirable. Mm-hmm. Like make it something people want. And I think so many of us have products or services that are functional, that are have great locations like this that – have a real reason for existing, but we haven't made them attractive. Yeah. They're just like our doors lock and we have beds and they kind of, this is a motel. And everything can be spectacular. Everything yeah. can be desirable. Yep. And I think that's what hopefully this show is all about is taking the normal and the mundane mm-hmm. and making it so much more. Yep. I love it. I love it, man. So this is Market This. We did a motel, the Pine Knot Motel in Newport Beach, California. Who hopefully whoever did buy it, yeah, does if you need what a we're consultant. Saying. If yeah. you need a you know third party to enter the mix, just hit us up. Yeah, we'd love to, we'd be, love a to be a part of it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This is episode fourteen of the original marketing podcast. Like, subscribe, leave comments, be a part of the show. Let us know what we should do next. And thanks. Yeah. See you next week.